Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines. Plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Canva is awesome for so many reasons, for your social media, but for work. If you're looking for ways to impact at work, Canva can help your points get across. All right, Mike, do you, what do we use it for? Like one sheets, if we're doing like a presentation, graphics? Oh, it's awesome for graphics. Super easy to use. And that's the thing too, especially with some of these apps, you think, well, there's no way I'll be able to use it. Well, me, because I'm a dummy. But even I can use Canva to make things look cool, right? Yeah. Well, you don't have to insult me and say yeah so quickly. Yeah, you can do it. Yes. It's awesome. So it's easy design, impactful Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, videos. Start with a designer-made template, which makes it so easy, especially for me. Customize with your content. You can add images and graphics and charts. Start designing today at Canva.com. Design for work. Welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. There is no lunchbox here today because he, he is sick. Oh, he's sick. Well, he's been sick. We've been like, stay home, bro. He's like, I'm not. Sounds way worse. And I keep telling him, stay home, stay home, stay home. And so he, this morning he said he was throwing up. Great. So we, we I don't know. <laughs> We wish him the best. Yes. We hope he's able to be here tomorrow and the next day, but no lunchbox today. Maybe we'll check in with him on the phone a little bit. So let's get started. I'm already off because just recently he wasn't coming in. I'd planned for him to do his thing here. So, Eddie, this is where we start the show, and we do 15 seconds of whatever we want to talk about. Eddie, you're up first. Here okay. he is. Let me introduce you. Producer Eddie, everybody. Go ahead. So what's the rule in this situation? I really don't know how it works, but the, the YMCA that I go to has one basketball hoop. And it's really like first come, first serve. So if you're already there and somebody shows up with a ball, it just I don't know what the scenario is. But what happened was my kids were already there. They're shooting hoop. And then some guy shows up. He pulls a bag, a ball out of his bag and starts sharing the hoop with him. And I was like, and then I start stepping up like, no, no, no. We're like, hey, boys, let's play a game. So we kind of isolate him. So we start doing like a game with my kids. That way he gets the idea of like, hey, man, this is our hoop. We were here first. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what to do here. Is it a shareable hoop? General rule is if there is not a game being played when you arrive, you can shoot. It's an open shoot for anybody and everybody. You can have seven people shooting at once. Now, if there's a game being played, you can't hop on and start shooting. That's why I decided to make up a, a no, dumb game with my three. No, shooting before you got started making yeah. Yeah. You started playing the game once he was already shooting, yeah, which yeah. you can't do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, just, it's not a good feeling, man. You like, wrong. You're about to drain a three, and then his shot You're not draining in, threes. Knocks no. my ball That's out. That's not happening okay. at all. Yeah, I didn't no. like it. Eddie, we've played basketball before. And the last time we played, Caitlin was just dominating him. And he was like, I don't want to play anymore. I get tired. He gets tired. <laughs> I don't have a lot of endurance. Mm-hmm. But, no, the rule is... 
anybody can come up and shoot. Ah, I hate that. And it's got to be a, like a three, three or four, four game in order to kick people off that are shooting. Okay. So you. Well, the, hey, the other day this dad was there with his son one on one, and I had to say like, you know what? That's theirs. They're training. They were. And that's here nice us. of you. But it's that's nice not the rule. Yeah. Okay. Not the rule. Uh, let's go over to Amy. Here she is. Amy, everybody. Amy, yeah. say a little something to us today. Okay. So I finally did the iPhone update, but not by choice. Oh. My daughter clicked the button, and then it set it up to automatically do it. Was it a nightmare for you? Uh, yeah, I had been avoiding it, uh, and because you told me, yeah, my phone's slow. The, your phone's slow. Your battery's gonna die faster. All the things. The little voice to text is so confusing. I now my voice to text is Lunchbox's voice. <laughs> yeah. It, no, it really is. I can't send voice texts anymore with these. Well, I'm, now you got to push a different button. And then push. It's it's complicated. I don't love it, but the good thing about it is if other people have the update, you can now eliminate text that you've sent if you didn't mean to send it. Right. I Meaning, mean, I got a text gross. from somebody, and I didn't realize I was on a group text. Let's just say Eddie texted me something about you, Amy. This didn't happen at all, so I'm going to okay. use you people. And Eddie goes, yeah, hey, we're going to see Amy tomorrow. And I was like, great. I wish I didn't wear that stupid hat again. And then I realized you're also on that group text. And I'm like, oh, God, I mean to say that. You can then wipe it away. <laughs> That's what happened to me. Completely different scenario where wow. I, was, I said something to somebody, but I didn't realize that other people were on. And I was like, oop, oop. I eliminated it, and it was gone. That's cool. Boom. Yes, it is. But it's slow. I don't like the update. They'll fix it soon. But I'm sorry you had to go through that. Oh, but what about the battery dying? Can they fix that? It's dying so My phone is dying so fast. Are you sure you're charging it? Well, maybe, yeah. Does your charger work? Yeah. I thought that you said that the the, the, the battery was My dying battery's fast. fine. It just doesn't move as fast anymore. I mean, it's not connecting. I keep a lot of windows open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That could be it. That could be a lot of things there. All right, thank you, Amy. Uh, we're going to go to Raymundo today. Lunchbox isn't here, so Raymundo's going to do 15 seconds. All right. So, so our audio producer, the guy who gets here at 1 o'clock in the morning, even though he doesn't have to, Raymundo. Yeah, so I was with my niece and nephew. They were in town for the weekend, and we went to Target. And we were strolling around, and I will say there was a lot of people in there, pretty packed, but I was shocked to see an actual country celebrity at high tide on a Saturday at Target. Yeah, I guess seeing him at Target would be cool, but when everybody is there, it's a little different. Yes, and that wasn't the shocking part. The shocking part was they were wearing sunglasses inside the store. Was it because, did they have an eye surgery? Did they, because the sunglasses are tough because they make you look even douchier, let's be honest. Yes. Just. I mean, if... Unless there's something with the eyes. Or it's Eric Church who wears sunglasses everywhere. That's what he's known for. Right. Or unless you are Mike Trout, fully dressed for a game, Mm -hmm. and it's sunny, and he's wearing... He's the ball. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's hard for me to justify sunglasses inside. Go ahead. I got four options, or I can just tell you who it was. Give me the options. Okay. Uh, We have Miranda Lambert. She's such a celebrity. I would go... Okay, I get it. She had to go to Target. But still, the sunglasses make people look at you more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for some women, it's like, ugh, they just don't want to, if they just want to go run errands. Still it's not sun, even about getting sunglasses, recognized, though. but it's about how, how you feel you mm, look. No. Still sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. Wear a hat. Next one up, Kelsey Ballerini. Could be Kelsey. Could be. Yeah, what else? Carly Pierce. I bet you probably met him at a Probably not. I think Carly's a little more normal and would also probably be happy if people came up to her. She's still at that stage, which is good. Yeah. yeah what else? Chris Young. Oh, we got a dude in here. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, curveball. Shake it up a little bit. It'd be hilarious if it was Chris Young. I don't think it was because three, I don't think he'd put one dude up against three women. If it were Chris Young, I would LOL. <laughs> but I don't think it is. Who are you going to go with, Eddie? Kelsey. I'm going to go with Kelsey. Amy? I guess Chris Young. 
Ray, are we right at all? No. Oh. oh. Who is it? This celeb and their person that they were with were both wearing sunglasses, and it was Carly Pierce. Was it really? Was it really really bright outside, and they forgot? No, no, no. They were in the store. Two people. Still, oof, okay. that ain't a good look. Yeah, they can't have two styes, could they? Unless it, are they contagious, Eddie? When you had one, could I've gotten it from you? <laughs> Not that I know of. Ugh, that would be like me. If I ever wore sunglasses in a store, you guys would be like, "Hey, bro, you need to check yourself real quick." Dang. Oof. Mm. Yeah, you- and they were uh, walking very quickly from all the paparazzi. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the hey. store was jam packed. Hey. Okay. <laughs> what did you think about it when you saw them? Well, I did want a picture, but I'm. They were in disguise and walking so quickly, and I was with my nephew, and I'm like, I don't want to freak this kid out. That's like my mailman wearing a disguise. <laughs> like we know him from our neighborhood, but we're not. Was uh. the person she was with famous at all? No, well known. Maybe they're dating. I don't know. Hmm. Is it, was it the person she's dating? I think famous? she has a boyfriend. Yeah, it was her dude. He's not famous? No. Okay. He's wearing sunglasses with her as like, a sign of unity. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's weird. <laughs> We're losing her, boys. Oh, We're man. losing Carly Pierce. <laughs> she's going to the dark side. Okay. Are right, you ready for me, Ray? Yep. From Mount Pine, Arkansas, he's really funny, and he hates when he gets a little tummy. Bobby Bones. Thank you. Uh, we finished Peripheral. It's over on Amazon. I loved it. Recommend it. If you like. I don't want to say sci-fi because that puts a nerd stamp on it. <laughs> But it's a little bit that. But if you like Matrix and stuff like that, you'll like Peripheral. But we started a show called Tulsa, and it's really the first show we've ever pursued on Paramount+. Plus. Tulsa. Sounds familiar. Sylvester Stallone's in it. It's a Taylor Sheridan show who did Yellowstone. Okay. He's in the mob, and for 25 years he's in prison because he won't talk. And so he finally gets out, and they're like, yo, bro, you're a little too old. You're really... He's like, no, I, for 25 years I kept my mouth shut for you guys. They're like, we need you to go to Tulsa and start the mob there. Oh, wow. And so it comes out every Sunday... I think we're two or three episodes in. It's like an 84% of Rotten Tomatoes, but we like it. What is the time of year? <laughs> the time of year? Well, because, I don't know, you said same creator as Yellowstone, and what, what I couldn't get on board with for Yellowstone, regarding oh, Yellowstone current. for today. so long. It's today. Okay, okay. Yeah. I just didn't know if it's a time period, like what time? It's today. Okay. And he's like, is there any way, uh, wouldn't it be cool if they invented like a phone that also you could like look stuff up? <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. So every once in a while, yeah. <laughs> but he's huge. He's 75 or so, and he's still, like, big. Yeah. But it's called Tulsa. We like it. Does it sound like Rocky at all? Oh, yeah. He's like, yo, what the deal with the Tulsa, <laughs> huh? I've never even been to the state before, huh? It's like, a, it's like a butt crack in America. And I'm like, and Caitlin's from Tulsa. So she's like, no, it's not. It's awesome. She wants to yell at the TV. Uh, so that's, that's what we are. Glad you guys are here. Thank you very much. Time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I have three kids. Nine, seven, five. They can be a handful. I wanted to try a new method to get them to behave leading up to Christmas. They're good kids, but sometimes they make me want to pull my hair out. I got this idea from a meme on Facebook. I wrap some empty boxes and I put them under the tree. I told them when they misbehave, I'll pick one of the empty boxes and I throw it right in the garbage of the fire pit. They don't know it's an empty box. They think it's one of their actual gifts. I enforced it for the first time over the weekend. My wife thinks it's cruel. Do you think this will traumatize my kids or is it a good way to get them to behave over the holidays? Signed, Mr. Grinch. I've seen that meme too. Okay. Hilarious. Parenting tips for memes. Not a a good... All memes are based on truth. (laughs) Some sort of truth. Uh, Amy, what do you think about that punishment? I don't like it. Listen, I'm not an expert, so I don't know what kind of... It could just be little T. 
That's what we call little trauma that you're creating there. And I don't know how that's going to pan out, but I don't like it. And it's cruel. I'm with your wife. Eddie? I feel like the whole point of uh, kind of discipline and all that is so they can learn from it. This is something they're never going to forget. I like it, Bones. I mean, yes, little T, sure. But this is going to be one of those things every Christmas they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I remember I was really acting up and my dad did this. But you know what? I learned from that. I'll never do that again. Some little T's are advantageous sure. to you later in life. But. No but. This Keep going, Bones. This the dad can prevent. As a parenting expert, <laughs> myself. Uh-huh. Being a dad of two dogs. Uh huh. <laughs> no kids. I find that ages nine, seven, and five, this is hilarious. Yes. What? And for, for my personal enjoyment only, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> please continue to do that. Uh, maybe at Christmas, though, you tell them what really happened. Oh, yeah. Don't wait too long. You don't, don't wait forever. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, and you won't be able to do it next year because they'll be let in on it. Right. The poor five-year-old, that's already, like, in his brain. Mm-hmm. He- the nine-year-old's like, yeah, right. Who cares? Exactly. Ah, uh, you know, I'm into it. Mm-hmm. I think it's hilarious. You have to let them know, though, after Christmas that there were no gifts in those boxes. Okay, well, then you've given your, you're up. This but, year's okay, your only I, year you get to do that. Yeah, that's what I said. And I got whooped yeah, as a kid. So, but that wasn't good. But I remember that vividly. It's about remembering, man. You want you make a mistake. But I don't think parents should whoop now. No, no well, right. Okay. Unless <laughs> uh, I'm okay with it. It's hilarious. That's the only reason I'm okay with it. But I don't have kids. What do you need from me? Um, thank you for that. But we got a, we got a split decision here. If you do do it, let us know how it goes. And then hit us back in 18 years when your kids are uh, adults in therapy talking yeah, about it. We want yes, that up. Yes, we want that update yeah. for sure. All right, that's it. Close the mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. It's a Bobby Bones Show interview. In case you didn't know. When I first got on TikTok many, 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 many moons ago, I started following Jax, J-A-X, and she would just sit, play songs, do funny versions of songs, and she slowly started to get bigger and bigger. Now she's massive. She's got a record deal. She's got millions of TikTok followers. She has this song called Victoria's Secret. And 90s Kids is another song. Big songwriter, but she got massive on TikTok. I'm a big fan. And we have J-A-X, Jax, on now. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Jax. Jax, what's happening? What's up? Um, (laughs) Is that the angle where you do your TikToks right there with that microphone? This is it. I don't use the microphone, but it's the entire uh, backdrop of my TikTok. And is that... A living room, a bed, like what is that? Because I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. So what exactly is that area of the house? So it used to be um, like my actual living room in my one bedroom that I started all the TikToks in. And I eventually moved into a house and um, now it is its own tiny little room. (laughs) Did you recreate anything from that original room or did you? Yeah, all of it. Oh, that's fine. It's like a set almost. You've yeah, all, yeah. I, br- I brought it all. I couldn't like, I, you know, I'm like kind of superstitious and things are just going so well. And I was like, I can't mess with it. It's just, I guess, who knows? It could be the backdrop. That is the reason that people are coming back. So. You're, you're so talented. And, you know, again, I would just, I just followed you randomly on TikTok because you came up with my For You page a long time ago. And then, but you're, you're also very relatable in a lot of the things that you talked about or sang about. Is it hard now because you are famous and you do have really cool people that like you to still maintain some sort of relatability while you also are getting this new level of success? First of all, thank you. And second of all, I the best part about right now in my life is that I'm meeting people that have been following me on the internet for a long time in person doing shows. And that has been like 
so humbling. I get to hear like a bajillion different types of stories of people's journeys and with their bodies and stuff right now. So that that's more like group therapy for me right now. And I think like as far as the Hollywood life goes, the only real strange difference for me is um, like getting recognized in like public settings. But other than that, I'm kind of a homebody. So I just set up my house like to lock myself in here until um, we go on tour. So <laughs> I don't really go out much. <laughs> is there a pressure now to continue to produce, you know, elite content now that you are one of TikTok's elite musical, I don't want to say creations, but you know, when am that, I an elite? Yeah, I think is, so. Are like, you asking me to like be an elite right now? Is this what everybody warned me about? <laughs> I think you are one of the big TikTok success stories, at least in my world. And so I wonder now if you've attached that pressure to you to continue doing that. Yeah, I think there's like a, the biggest pressure of all of it, I think, is making sure that I, amidst posting my like goofy content, I'm posting my original music as well, especially like, you know, now that we're kind of scheduling promotional things and stuff like that, it's like not as easy as just putting, dropping songs on TikTok and seeing what happens every two days. So um, I think, yeah, keeping up with the app as like just a creator on the app and keeping up with the music at the same time has been a tricky balance, but it's still fun. What's been your musical story? Because obviously you've you learned to play music at a very young age, or it seems like that because you're so good. Like, when did you start playing music and what was the dream? And were you already on a path to that dream before you blew up? I mean, I have been writing songs since I was a small little child um, and on stage at very a very young age, just doing like theater and eventually joining like pop punk bands with a bunch of teenage guys and um on the road for a while and living out of like vans and stuff to try to get people to listen to my music so i've been doing it for a while in different chapter chapters and phases um but songwriting for me has always been like the number one thing because i like to write for not only myself but for other artists as well um and that journey just never stops because I'm just still learning every day. Every day I feel like I'm like, hey, maybe I'm good. And then like a really, really good writer will come in the room and you're like, I'm not good yet. <laughs> like, we'll get there. But <laughs> did you ever get to a point in Los Angeles where you were like, oh, I don't maybe not that it's not going to work, but you were just like, I don't know if this is going to work. Like I oh, am just yeah. struggling. Yeah. I mean, I you would be like a superhero to not feel that way if you moved to Los Angeles at any point. Like Hollywood alone is so intimidating and it's such a cutthroat business. So when I came out here, I came out here like completely on my own, paying all the bills, figuring it all out myself and at a young age. And I honestly, like there was a point where I was like, there is no way this could ever be possible. Like no matter how hard I try, I was, you know, two songs a day, three songs sometimes in triple sessions, you write and you write and you write. And especially when you're writing for other people, like there are so many writers out here. So it's such a big, big seat. And like, you feel like you have the one and like, sometimes you're just ghosted and it's exhausting because you don't really get paid to do it until something works. So I think for a long time, I was freaking out for sure. <laughs> when you bring the girl on that you babysit or used to babysit, like when's the last time you babysat her? Cause I just feel like you're so big now. Why would you be babysitting? It's actually the opposite. Now I like babysit more. I like I first of all, because I am like somehow accidentally branded babysitter, especially to like kids 11 and younger. I 
when I do collaborations with the kids, parents are like, okay, here you go. And they'll just drop their kid off. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm babysitting for like 12 hours and making content, which is really funny actually. But yeah, no, I, I babysat Chelsea last time I saw Chelsea, but except this time her dad was here was two weeks ago. So, and I'm actually going to see her tonight or tomorrow night and we're going to be babysitting tonight and making some videos. <laughs> that, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, I think I babysit just to make videos. Like, I'll let me borrow a kid just to make videos, and I promise they won't get into anything. I mean, essentially, that, that's a, in a weird way. That's kind of what it is. Like on the internet, people are always like, "Oh, like how do you find these kids?" And honestly, I am like having baby fever right now. So my whole for you page on TikTok is just very talented, intelligent, goofy babies, and all of them to me are like, "Oh my gosh, I have to get this kid here." Oh my gosh, I have to get this kid here. I'm basically like babysitting vicariously through these parents on TikTok. So <laughs> what is your uh, most most streamed video, most views? Do you know? Mm. With Chelsea, it's ba- the babysitter part two TikTok where she's talking about all the things we don't tell her mom when her mom is gone. <laughs> when, I, I saw you guys do a flash mob outside, outside of Victoria's Secret. Like it was in an yeah. um, outdoor mall type thing. Yeah. So when you do that, how how much do you practice to get ready for that? And do you do it multiple times? Because you can't really flash twice, can you? Bobby, I swear that was like the most stressful day of my entire life. First of all, just because like we didn't really consider a game plan if we were to get in trouble. Right. And <laughs> we this was a literal flash mob company of professional dancers that we hired off of the Internet. It was like 110 degrees with no AC. We met up at a dance studio and we rehearsed for probably an hour max and they already knew what they were doing because they're amazing and they kind of all the dancers like kind of created their parts with the choreographer and stuff like that and then invited me in last second because I just like I'm like I'm not going to even attempt to choreograph this because I suck and I had about I would argue 30 minutes of pure rehearsing and then we got we just all drove to the outdoor mall and we're like okay let's just do it and we filmed it on an iPhone (laughs) And then what happens after? Does anyone say you have to go? Like, what? what's the aftermath of that? So actually, funny enough, the cops did show up. Um, but they were like, you know, that's the thing about a flash mob. You only get one take. So like, if no one's on the scene within the two minutes and like 45 seconds that the song is there, then what, what are they going to do? Like, break it up? But like, they came and they were actually rocking out. <laughs> so the cops weren't like super mad. I think maybe someone called the cops. I don't know who. I don't know if they look super stoked inside of that Victoria's Secret because <laughs> granted, these are just like young kids working at Victoria's Secret. They're like, what the heck? <laughs> what any holiday plans? Any Christmas plans, Jax? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna see my family and my boyfriend's family, and um, we're gonna chill in an Airbnb. <laughs> Holiday gift shopping is in full swing with gifts $50 and under. A whiskey barrel tasting flight. There are Martha Stewart quilts, a s'mores maker, holiday ties, the art of shaving, four-piece beard grooming set, all of that right now. You can get that, take that to the Airbnb. Who knows who'd love it? Check out Macy's.com slash gift finder for all your gifting needs. And the best part is Macy's Wishlist Wednesday supports Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America. Go to Macy's.com slash purpose and donate to Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America and help support their mission to inspire youth equity and empower kids to reach their potential. Jax, great to talk to you. Keep killing it. And hopefully I see you soon. Okay. See you soon, man. All right. Bye. Jax. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. Imagine this. You're a housekeeper. You're also pregnant. You decide to play the lottery. You go into labor 
you give birth and you win the lottery in the same day. She bought a $3 Powerball ticket <laughs> and she gave birth and then realized all the numbers she selected. Uh, winning ticket. She went to the lottery office in North Carolina and after taxes, she's taken home $65,000 and what? she plans to use most of the money to pay for her house. She must want 100000 bucks. Yeah. With that wow. tax breakdown. Mm-hmm. You know what? I hate to break this to Brenda, but she's probably going to have to pay for the delivery of the baby with that money. What do you mean? <laughs> it's, it's unless what, she has insurance? Unless she, well, even with insurance, dude, I remember I had to pay $40,000 for my first kid with my first job insurance. It was crazy. I'm like, ah, I don't want to have a baby again, ever. Hey, Scuba, you just had a kid with our insurance. Yeah, I mean, even without insurance, I don't know if it costs that much. I think with insurance that we have... It's going to cost us for the entire pregnancy from when we found out we had a kid to it coming out about $7,000. That's terrible insurance. You sure they were insuring you? Eddie? Well, it was it's C- not this job, by the way. It was C-section, so you got to have like anesthesia oh, and part of that different. and then like the spinal yeah. tap. and all. They were, I remember charge after charge after charge. Whew. Why do you want to bring her down? She's trying to put it on her house. Okay. I'm just saying. Also, <laughs> yeah, man. I, it doesn't say anything in the story about whether or not she gave birth at a hospital. It just says here she went into labor and delivered her daughter. So maybe she had a home birth and she did it all herself. Yeah, maybe. You know, free. She named the kid Little Ball. <laughs> little if ball. you slow it down, it's Lotto Ball. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. It's a little Lottable. <laughs> Your name's Lottable? Mm. Yeah, what do they name you after? Well, my mom, mom won the lottery the same day. It's, if you say it slow, it's said Lotto Ball. <laughs> Lotto Ball. You always have to do something. If, if you win something or you have a baby on some big day, you have to name it after them. Uh, that's what's up. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. He's sick, but he's on the phone right now. He's brave for even doing that. Here he is, everybody, Lunchbox. Lunchbox, how are you, buddy? Oh, man, I heard the show's not going so well this morning. Actually, I just looked highest ratings I ever had. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that, man. I'm coming to you live from my bed. What's oh. wrong? A couple nights ago, my middle child threw up a couple times. And then the oldest child, the next two days, had diarrhea. Okay, we can just go, what's wrong with you? Yeah, no details. We don't need the full family well, no. tree of ill. Go ahead. <laughs> That's where we're going to get. And then last night, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I got both. Oh, oh both ends? No, again, I don't need to know that specifically. That's tough, man. Like, all we knew was that you threw up, and we're fine with that. And I was fine with just knowing that hole. Yeah. But that's not throwing that's up. It. That's throwing up, throwing down. No, I know. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That's as the song says, what... up, down, <laughs> up, down, up, yeah. down. So you're talking that's to us now. Problem. Do you feel feel bad, yeah, but... or is it just you don't feel safe? No, I don't feel bad. I feel fine in between bathroom sessions, like, Okay. When I have to go puke and go do the other okay. thing, I okay. feel terrible. Okay, what's wrong? No, with no, you? I'm telling you. Just I know, but about then it. once I once I get it out, I'm okay. Oh no, my God! Okay, stop, 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 stop. Look, is anybody just checking concerned on him. that maybe he passed anything on to us? No, I haven't no. seen him in a few days. Mm-hmm, we're good. I Two think. days. I feel okay, and I don't sit next to him. I do, okay. but I've been with you, so we're good. That's true. Uh, lunchbox. Well, we we hope. Can I? Okay. Yes. Wait, can I tell you the good news? Do I need to have a tell me something good clip ready or what? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we can play the Lunchbox Tell Me Something Good. All right, here we go. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. I've had five throw-up sessions. Oh, my God. And I've only passed out three of those times. Passed Why out? are you passing out when you throw up? What? Uh, I pass out when I throw up. That's, that, like a, that, that's, like that's your answer? Fun fact about you? I mean, that, that's a fun fact. That, that Every time I puke, I usually pass out but this time i've only done it three out of five times but when when do, pass when, out. yeah when do you pass out is it like when you're done in the middle of it what does that mean uh it just depends sometimes it's in the middle sometimes it's like when i'm done but then i just wake up and i'm next to the toilet and i'm like what am i doing here 
What? No way. Why have we never known this about you? He wakes up with a foreign accent playing piano. (laughs) Those people who go in for brain surgery. Get out of here. I, I, I swear to you, Eddie, you think I'm lying, dude. Like I lay, I wake up and I'm just on the cold floor and it takes me a minute to come to and realize, oh, I was throwing up in the toilet. And I know when I'm going to pass out because the back of my neck starts sweating and that, and I can feel the tingles in my fingers and I know, okay, we're going. <laughs> Do you keep a pillow close by? Do you pass out I on put, the down? I put towels. Like when you, the other, the other hole, you pass out there? <laughs> no, 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 I don't. Okay. <laughs> What is it? Do you, have you check, asked a doctor about this? Yeah, one time I went to the ER for it, and they gave me an EKG on my heart and everything, said I'm fine. How have we never heard this story Ever. until now? Years and, and years and years together. And well, we-, we hate that you're sick. We need you to be better by tomorrow because uh, the St. Jude Radiothon is tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And if not, that's okay. But take care of yourself, buddy. Drink a lot of water. Drink some Pedialyte, too. And... We'll see you soon. No rush to get back. The, I mean, the, again, the ratings have never been better. I don't know why that today they're so good, but the ratings have never been better. Oh, boy. All right. Well, I mean, I'm just glad you guys are checking on me. And if anybody wants to send me care packages. No, there's no, no care packages. Go. All right. Go back. Get out of here. There's Lunchbox. who's sick today and not in. Let's go over and talk to Josh in Virginia, who's on the phone. Hey, morning, studio. Morning. morning. There's an elephant in the room, and I think it needs to be addressed by some of the mainstream artists. I know everyone has seen what happened with the Taylor Swift ticket uh, and the scalping that went on about how tickets, you know, went from $600 to $3,200. Well, the same thing just happened with the Tyler Childers tickets. I don't know if you're, you know, saw that too. What can be done about these scalpers and uh, what should be done? So I tell you a personal story first. The show that I did at the Wynn in Las Vegas was a Ticketmaster show. Now, I don't sell tickets to where if they all sell fast, the tickets go up in price. Some artists will allow that, meaning there's a word, there's a term for it, meaning is the more in demand they get, the more expensive they are. I would compare it to uh, you're getting a flight on Southwest, and the fewer seats there are left, the more those seats cost. So if there's two seats left, they may be $500 seats because you didn't get there early. So there is that that happens, and that is – uh, the answer is legislation. However, here's what happens to me. I go to the win. Ticketmaster's the biggest. They have all the infrastructure. They're easy to use. So I use them, but I don't set my tickets like that. It's called a dynamic pricing. Okay. Mine are just boom, straight through. But, what, but they have bots now that can go and buy a bunch of tickets quickly and then immediately list them and resell them. So I come on the air and go, don't buy the resell tickets. And maybe you've heard me say that so much that it's annoying to people – but a ticket that would cost $90, $70, depending on where you sit at the show, at my shows, is $600. And I'm going, I ain't that funny. Don't buy those <laughs> tickets. Because I don't, I don't make the money. You know, the charity that we work with for every single show doesn't make any money. It's literally just the person who bought the ticket and is reselling it, which is a bot. So what can the artist do? Maybe not do dynamic pricing. But the other way, if tickets aren't selling super well, the prices can go down. And it helps actually fill up the place. So it's not just artists being selfish, but it's really just legislation, honestly. They're going to have to do something to fix that. And, and you know, I, I don't want to hate on just Ticketmaster because this happens at a lot of different places. They're just the biggest. So, yeah, it's very frustrating, Josh. I absolutely agree. And I try all that I can to make sure people that want to come and watch me perform 
don't get suckered. But I'm doing a theater of 2,000 a night, and they're doing stadiums of 80,000, and they can't say that to everybody like I can. So the answer is it's got to become such a problem that somebody goes, hey, we need to step in and, and create some rules that they cannot do this. And until that happens, and until it becomes something popular for politicians to go, I'd want to do it, they're not going to do it because politicians only do what they have to do to get reelected. So the answer is, the real answer is, I give you a piece of advice. If there's a, an artist that you really love, get into their fan club. It doesn't cost anything, and you have first access to tickets. For example, if uh, Morgan Wallen has verified fan, you can get in that and get tickets a bit early as a verified fan. Taylor Swift has the same deal, although that was a whole different oh, monster. Yeah. Um, but Josh, that, there is no easy answer here. Uh, some artists have the clout to actually do what Eric Church does, but most don't, unless you're just massive. And you can't fault the artist because everybody's just trying to work, make their living, provide for their family. But I appreciate you asking that, and I wish I had a better answer. I wish I had a better, better answer for me, too, because I've tried different things. And I found my best technique is to get on and go, don't buy those tickets. Don't buy resale tickets. But it also leaves sometimes empty seats in places because... They weren't able to resell them for five times the amount. Yeah. And there's a block of four seats. That, and I'm like, I guess everybody hates me now. Nobody wants to come to my show. <laughs> and I'm all sad and freaking out. But in reality, the ticket was bought. Yeah, mm-hmm. by a bot. But it was still bought at the original, <laughs> original price. And it still counts as a set. But I'm like, I guess everybody hates me now. I'm never going to make it. Uh, Josh, that's what I have for you, buddy. I'm sorry that's not a better answer, but that's what I got right now. Hey, anything helps, right? I mean, I, just, I think people need to be more aware of don't buy, you know, you know, the resale tickets. I mean, unless, unless you have that type of money, right. but I mean, for your, for your instance, for your show, if you notice that your Las Vegas show sold out within five minutes, do you kind of scratch your head and like, Hey, that's not right. I, I think we need to cancel these and resell them. Or do you just let it ride? I don't have that kind of authority, honestly, to go, let's cancel the show. I'm not Eric church. Um, and I didn't sell it in five minutes. I did sell out in a day, which I thought was really good. And I would say it was probably like 15% bots who bought the tickets. So that's not so much that I'm like, okay, everybody's getting screwed. But it was enough so I could come on and go, don't buy those tickets. I'm not worth it. And we were going to do a second show, and that got messed up. But, yeah, you got to have a lot of of power to cancel a show. And church, there's only a few artists that can do that. So don't fault the artist. Just try to be a verified fan or get in the fan club because you do get early access to stuff. That would be my best advice. Okay. All right. I wish I, I could fix it. it. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think I should be ruler of the world and fix stuff like this. <laughs> well, maybe when you do get into politics, you can. Mm-hmm. If. This is why I get in. Or, or end of the world. <laughs> well, you would one. be the one that would understand this is the problem and want to. Yeah, not even so much about the music the part. It's just the people that are For getting. The people, yeah. They want to do stuff and they can't. Yeah. Josh, thanks, buddy. Hope you have a great day. All right, y'all too. This is John who left us a voicemail from Brisbane, Australia. Good morning, Bobby Bones and Studio. Morning, Corny. What do you call a snowman in the sun? A puddle. All right, Studio. Have an awesome day. <laughs> I love it's just it. Funnier with an accent. Doesn't it's matter great. what you say. This is Audra from Pittsburgh. Good tidings, Bobby Bones. I was just calling to wish everybody a happy holiday season and wanted to thank all of you for putting a smile on my face every morning and making me laugh even when I don't feel like it. So thank you. Hope you guys have a great holiday season. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much. Call us anytime. Leave us a voicemail day or night, 877-77-BOBBY. The Bobby Bones Show.
Here's Amy's pile of stories. Christmas time is prime time for porch pirates. Mm. More than 200 million packages have already been stolen from porches this year, and it's only going to pick up in the next month leading up to Christmas. So in order to avoid people stealing packages from your porch, there's some interesting recommendations out there. Like for one, some areas are having their packages delivered to police departments that are nearby. I would just worry it would get lost though. Like if there is a a stop in the middle, I worry that that is going to cause the package to get lost. Well, the police departments that are doing this, they're inviting the residents. Hey, send your packages to us. We got you. We'll have them and then you come pick them up. Officer Wilson trying to do a little porch pirate in himself, it sounds like. (laughs) I mean? You could also have your packages delivered to work because you're guaranteed to like see it during the day. That's not true. I get stuff here all the time and it always gets stolen. Yeah. Or Lunchbox goes and opens it and goes, I want that. Exactly. Like, that's my mail. Okay, what about asking a neighbor to be on the lookout for delivery? That can do. You can look out for each other or just watch to see who's coming to the door. And then another option is arrange to have the packages delivered to areas that are hidden from the street. So maybe you put a note that says, leave this behind this pot or bush or side door or whatever. I get a text sometimes from FedEx or what's the other, what's the yellow one? Uh, DHL? Yes, DHL. Like who even knows that exists? Except (laughs) they show up and I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah." And And they say, hey, this is coming. We can get a signature or you can push this button here and we don't need a signature. And you can write a little note and go, leave it so-and-so. Oh, that's cool. You can also hire a sniper. They're, they're oh, holidays. Oh, that, yeah. Like mm-hmm. on the roof. Yeah, wherever. And somebody comes up. Dang. They get a little red dot on them. <laughs> Got to make a decision quick. All right, what else? Congratulations to Eugene, Oregon. They are the number one in road rage. Oh, you know, I talked to the program director from Eugene at the Vegas show. She came to the show. And she was super nice, so I don't believe the story. I base it all on her. <laughs> I base all my Eugene. Yes, driving. I've not. Okay, and then this whole study was done about road rage all across the country, and men are the demographic uh, that are more susceptible to road yeah. rage. It's because we get challenged and we're competitive, and our manhood gets challenged because we're stupid. Mm. Minivan drivers are the most likely to brake check other drivers. Those are women. Pickup trucks. <laughs> Hey, I know. I have seen men driving. Yes, movies. and I've seen women drive pickup trucks, but I think most of them, if you looked at who's buying them, okay. it's men drive trucks and women drive. That's but right. there are a lot. There are more. There are a lot of women truck drivers. But yeah. There are a lot of women's women's women that drive trucks, but mostly I see men. Yes. Well, if you are driving a pickup truck, you're the most likely to flip someone off. Okay. Sports car drivers are the ones most likely to cut someone off. And then, Eddie, listen up, because Jeep drivers oh, are the no. most likely to refuse to yield. Oh. Ooh, I like to yield. To what? Other cars? Uh, whatever. You like to yield? Anyone needs to get in. Okay, anyone that says they like to yield. Listen, He's lying. if I see a signal light and they want to get in front of me, go ahead. I wave them on through. Depends what kind of car it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, what else? Dolly Parton revealed that she plans to release a rock album in the fall of next year. It's going to be called Rockstar, and she said it'll include original songs and covers of songs like Purple Rain, Satisfaction, Stairway to Heaven, and Freebird. Do you know why? Because she was asked to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She was inducted, yeah. And she, and she was like, no, I can't take that away from rock artists that deserve to be there. And then the Hall of Fame was like, well, too bad. You're in here. So she's like, okay, then I'm going to come on over and do a rock album So to make it. Which the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is basically the music hall of fame. Sure. Just rock and roll kind of encompassed pop music when it was invented. Like, it was rock and roll. But then pop music now is hip-hop Rock and roll, mm-hmm. alternative, which mm. could be different than rock, country if you're massive. So they should have put Dolly in. I thought that was ridiculous that people were arguing about it. And now she's going to do a rock record. It's going to be totally fun. Yep. That's cool. Okay. I'm Amy. That's my pile. 
That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Wichita, Kansas resident Tyler Revel dozed off while watching football, and when he woke up, it was smoke everywhere, as far as he could see, very thick. And so he only woke up because his dog continued to like budge him with his head, and he was like annoyed for us, like, stop, I'm trying to sleep, trying to sleep. But then he's like, oh my God. So he couldn't breathe, and so he and the dog run through the smoke like a race car that's like, okay, we can't see. We're just going to run through it. They run through it. They get to the door. They escape unharmed. But he said, had the dog not nudged him right then, the house would have been in flames. Amazing. Wow. And he'd have been dead. And you wonder if that dog was waking him up for the human or for the dog. Mm-hmm. The dog's like, I can't get out of here. Yeah. I need the human to wake up to get me out of here. <laughs> Maybe. Either way, that dog, Monroe, is a hero and it saved his owner's life, Tyler. So shout out to Monroe. That's what's up. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.